Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, it's the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I'm not trying an accent because it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Ruins everything. I'm Matthew Rossi. I have an, a, a flat East Coast North American accent, and you're just going to have to live with it. You have to live with me having no accent. Not Scottish, not Irish, not Russian, not any of it. Not any of the cool dwarfy sounding accents. Not, not that weird thing night elves do. None of it. Just talk like this. Well, as someone from an area notorious for lacking in accents, I appreciate this, Matt Rossi. Actually, no. You guys have an accent. It's weird. Wisconsin and Wisconsin, Minnesota, they have this kind of strange flat affect that actually does sound like an accent. It, it's, it stretches out things. I've noticed this. It, can, uh, it kind of depends on where you're from. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely further north, I've noticed. But Yeah, yeah uh, Minnesota and northern Wisconsin differently does, but like Milwaukee and Chicago and that kind of like middle of the Midwest is yeah. actually fairly notorious for lacking an accent so much that people learn how to talk like people from this area to be diplomats and so forth. It's kind yeah. of interesting. I was actually, it's funny, I've been um, studying up on the town of Windsor, which is the southernmost city in Canada. And the reason uh-huh. I'm studying about it is Windsor is actually directly across the river from Detroit. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. Detroit is the largest city on the U.S.-Canadian border. Interesting. And in, it, the reason it is is on this border is because Ontario, which is the province that it is in, is the one that dips way south because it's, it's the one that borders the Great Lakes. Yeah. Um, it's really funny because the Great Lakes border like like eight or nine U.S. states – and one province in Canada, like Ontario, is the <laughs> is the only province that the Great Lakes border because it's you know Canadian provinces are massive, and um, but what's also the other thing that I liked about it is the fact that there's only like the U- U.S. and Canada share every Great Lake but one. Lake Michigan is entirely within um, nor- the United States, and the reason I'm studying about that is because one of the characters in this book I've been working on goes surfing. In uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Okay. Because they have this huge surf contest every year, and he lives in Chicago. 
So he wants to, he's from California originally he wants to go surfing so he goes surfing in, in Wisconsin which is why why I've started learning things about Wisconsin uh, which is why I knew the thing about the accent because apparently like if you go further up north and you head starting towards Minnesota you start getting that different it's I guess it's a combination of like of Norwegian and German like I, I don't quite get why but the, apparently there's a lot of people of Norwegian and Swedish ancestry in that area. Well, uh, sorry, Adam. <laughs> literally, I was like, "Are they going to talk about World of Warcraft at some point?" So we should probably. Yeah, um, uh, my my last comment here is: your homework is to read up on the Milwaukee Bridge War. Now let's get back to World of Warcraft. So, Anne, you done buying tickets yet? Yeah, I've been done for like five minutes now. Sorry, you told me <laughs> buying tickets, so I decided to kill time with an incredibly long and boring anecdote. Oh, okay. I, I didn't yeah, know that's the thing. I was just oh, okay. I was being quiet and polite. <laughs> There's apparently a gunman on the loose in my neighborhood. Wow, that's great. This just, is um, quite the podcast. <laughs> it's already become quite the thing, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. So anyway, yeah, I live in Canada, but we have a gunman. So in Canada, this is this is like having an entire like armed force send on you. So yay, that's good. You guys talk about things for a while while I quietly panic. Um. So, okay. Anne, why don't, you, why, why don't you tell us why we were trying to buy time? Oh, I was getting movie tickets. I was getting tickets because I'm going to go see Jurassic World this week. Because, as we've been told, it's projected that the Warcraft movie trailer will be showing on the header of Jurassic World. That is not the only reason I'm going to see the movie. I'm going to go see it because I, I like dinosaurs and I liked the original Jurassic Park movies and Chris Pratt's amazing. So, you know... All of these things, and then the Warcraft thing is kind of like the icing on the cake. Yeah, so uh, go I see it. We should warn people not to go see it specifically because of the Warcraft trailer, because I don't think no. we know for certain it's going to be there. We don't know for certain, and if it is a trailer, it's a teaser trailer. It's not like the full trailer. From the website, I've been paying attention to this whole projected trailers thing, right? It's supposed to be a teaser Jurassic World. The full trailer is supposed to be on Star Wars, like in December. Which, of course, I'm going to go see, too, because, hello, it's Star Wars. But, yeah, so that's what I was buying tickets for. Because I figured, okay, well, I'll go see what that's all about. And if it's actually there or not. And if it's not, that's okay. There's dinosaurs. I'm happy. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no particular, the in, particular interest in seeing Jurassic World. but Really? It looks really stupid. I and love part, that. And, and the part of the trailer that looks the worst is the part with Chris Pratt taming the dinosaurs. But the only reason I would see it is Chris Pratt. So it's like, how can one man be the best and worst part of a movie? Well, it looks kind of cheesy in the trailer, but I, I want to see it in the film. I'm giving you it the don't benefit want of to the know. doubt. You don't want to know my opinion of this movie. Okay, I, I don't really, yep. because I know you're just going to like rip it to shreds and I don't really care. Yep. I'm going to go see dinosaurs, and I'm very happy about this. I'm going to go see them in 3D. I decided to fork over for the 3D. See, I might actually go see it purely to look at the special effects of dinosaurs, but I will be angry the whole time that they don't have feathers, then they should, and that they decided to make one a fake dinosaur for no reason, just because it's cool. Like, it'd be cool to have our own dinosaur. Like There are so many dinosaurs. Unfortunately, we have an email this week that goes into this. Should we read it? Yeah. We should. We should just get right it. into the emails, huh? Okay. Do okay. Emails. First one, actually, though, I'm going to actually read the, the first email from Dale. Uh, 
Actually, no, you know what? No, we're not going to. We're going to do Patreon first. But first, the podcast Sorry, email Dale. is podcast at blizzardwatch.com. If you have an email for us, uh, you can send it there. Or if you're a Patreon supporter, and you, uh, you probably pronounce it Patreon. I pronounce it Patreon, but I don't know why. I have problems. It can't really be solved. Um, but if you're a Patreon su- supporter, you can you know either use this website or contact Alex directly and ask him questions, and he'll talk about how to do that later. Uh, but first up, this one is from Dorlai, I'm going to say. Dorlai, like Lorelai, only with a door. So, yep. Faithful Watchers, I would love if Blizzard would add a, f- a few more Diablo-esque elements into WoW. Random journals that talk so you get a bit of story, essentially, uh, especially at beginning and, and max levels. Uh, max level bounties where you can play through old content for rewards. It looks like they kind of tried to do something similar to this, but I would really enjoy going back to previous expansions and classic WoW areas, maybe an instance version of it. They proved they have the tech when the Dark Spirit Rebellion uh, pre-siege stuff. Not only would this give max levels alternative things to do, it would get more reuse out of old content areas. Love the show, Dorlai. Um Okay, I, I, this isn't really a question so much. It's just someone saying what stuff they like. So let's hear what you guys think. And like this idea, hate it, what? I want talking books. I've wanted talking books like since, I mean, forever. I, you know, either talking books or I, I really liked the whole idea of scenarios as that whole alternate content kind of thing. And then it, they just disappeared. But um, I was a real big fan of Missa Pandaria where you ran around and you got the lore scrolls and everything. I thought that was really cool. And it kind of, you know, culminated with the lore walkers and all of that. And then we just lost it. We lost all of it. And it was really neat. And I wish it would come back. And throwing some voice acting in on top of it. Heck yeah! See, my only concern with that is that it works really well in Diablo because they have Deckard Kane do most of it. Right. And I don't, I don't even like that other guy, uh, the the kind of Weasley sounding guy. Yeah. Like, I don't care when he talks. I'm like, yeah, I tune him out. But when Deckard Kane starts going, the infamous Nephilim, it's like you know, I'm I'm down. Okay, you just you can just warble at me all you want, dude. That that's fine. Read by the me. phone book. We're good. Yeah. We will stay a while and listen as long as you would like. I would kind of like it if they're going to do that. If they got like. The Horde dude, um, I want to say, he, is his name Belloc Brightbane or something? Belloc, he's the, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the, you know, he's the Indiana Jones Reliquary. villain reference. Yeah, but he's he's a reference to an Indiana Jones villain, and that's fine. I think, you know, she get somebody, maybe just actually have, um, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the name of the actor, and I can't, but the guy that, that does uh, uh, Lothamar's voice now. Cam Clark? No. no, it's not Cam Clark. He's the guy who did Fenris in uh, Dragon Age 2. Oh, yeah! I know who you're talking about. Yeah, get him to do it. That yes, would just be, please. You know, excellent. Oh, and the, alliance, the Alliance could have Maraud, which would make no sense. It's like, no. Oh, uh, we have... The Alliance has an archaeologist that the game yeah, but he's lame. ignoring for some reason. Because he's terrible. I should have yeah. said lame. I Bron- apologize. That was wrong. Yeah, he's Man, terrible. Bronze Beard's awesome. Shouldn't have he's better than much. Indiana Jones. That guy's even worse. Jones. Yes, but yeah, no, here's, here's the thing. No, here's why I hate Bron Bronzebeard. Because I was on that stupid AQ quest to get the Cthune pieces, like the, the, the various staff pieces for a friend, a guildmate. And right. Bronze just irritated me from the beginning. Finding him in, like, in the middle of Silithus inside like a monster's gut in order to get the, It's just like, oh, you, you jerk. You are, you are the biggest jerk Oh, we'll never get over that guy. Very anyway. Um, 
I'm not so much worried about the journals thing, but I, I would really like a lot more solo or small group content in WoW, and I think some of these ideas from Diablo would work really well. Particularly, like like Anne said, we had the phasing, and I remember them specifically saying they're super easy to make, so they can really pump them out and have like a steady flow of them, except they just didn't. Because yeah, I don't. I, I do not understand that. I really don't. To this, I I must have said like a hundred times to, to to bring scenarios back, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like why? I I got why they used them the way they did in leveling, and I thought that was fine and appropriate. But to not have them at all at level one hundred just doesn't make any sense to me. Getting an Emery, by the way, that's the guy. Emery. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, get Gideon Emery for the horde. I Thank fully you. endorse using this man's voice in anything they want to do Just, with him. Why is, is Lorcamoth Theron reading his journal entries? He gets bored, okay? He gets bored and we like it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I like the actor who does Bronze voice, so maybe he can just, I'll just pretend he's Muradin. What, like Bran Bronzebeard? Yeah, because actually I think it's the same guy who does Bron, Magni, and Muradin. I think it's actually the same guy. So I'm okay with him. I'll just pretend it's Magni or something. Because technically speaking, as I discovered while writing Know Your Lore this week, Magni is the one that started the Explorers League. Not Bronn. It was Magni. Ma- it was Magni's idea. Bron, he just said to Bronn, you, you run it because, you know, what, what do you have to do? You're like the youngest kid. No one, you don't have a job. You can go do this. That would be Carlos Larkin, apparently, yeah. is the person who does the voice actor for Brand. Yeah. And, and he's also cool like everybody that. else. I would be cool with that, too. They could and, have both uh, of those guys reading things. The the Time Walker dungeons they're doing are also kind of this reusing older content thing. Um, I don't know if the way they're doing it is the most inspired, but they are doing it, so that's something. They're starting it. I just wish it were like a little more interactive, you know. Honestly, I, I honestly think that they should straight up rip the idea from Diablo. Um, they should they should rip rifts from Diablo. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like, you know, and just I don't even know where you'd go, and I don't really care. We have so many places you could go in Diablo in, in WoW at this point. Just the rift opens, and you just end up anywhere, and just start rampaging through, you know, killing stuff. You, you know what game did that rift mechanic really well? Rift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't mind if we steal from Rift. I don't. Uh, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, I mean, seriously, Rift Rift was basically Burning Crusade anyway, so why not? <laughs> it, it was. I mean, that was really my favorite part of Rift. I played it for a while. It's just the rifts. There was always something, you know, coming and going in zones, and you just go out and yeah, do you see remember, something like, pop up, like, and you go screw wow, around. WoW used to have this. Like, when the Scourge Invasion was big... I was going to say, the Scourge wow Invasion was like, that's what yeah. the Scourge Invasion was. There were rifts all over the place. Yeah. You know, I just remember, well, didn't Necropolis there used to be... Is... Didn't there used to be, like, elemental lords that would yes, randomly spawn Yes, just wandering too? around, yeah. The, yeah. I think that was during the actual in- elemental unrest before... It was no, before the elemental... Kata. There was... Okay, that was before Cataclysm. I think it was even added in vanilla. On Courage. On Courage yeah. had invasions of, like, the Karaji. They, they'd show up randomly around the world, like, during the whole gate opening event. That was part of the gate opening. No, but I know what Alex is talking about because there were like there were specific random like rare spawn elementals that like, would uh, pop up and they'd have other elementals with them and you they'd be around until you killed the rare. Yeah, they would just keep spawning until you. That killed, was the like, elemental spawn. invasion. No, this happened. No, no. yeah, this, this I know we talked about. 
This was in vanilla because they were in winter no, spring. No, it was vanilla, yeah, because they were talking about how it was like a world event type. I, I remember what, yeah, because there was, um, oh my gosh, what's her butt? Princess Tempestry or whatever in Winter Spring, and yeah. then there was one in Ashara, and then the there was fire one remember. in Angoro, I think. Yeah, yeah, the fire one was in Angoro, and he was painting <clears throat> butt too. It was like yeah. mini world boss type things, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So Wow has had these know? things. Wow has had these things, and then they've gotten rid of them, and it's just it's like you know what, guys, bring that back. Those were especially fun. especially if you're not going to let us have like flight in higher level content. Let us, you know, they tried to do it with events, but the problem with events is that they, you do them once and they're done. You know what I mean? I liked like that, yeah. that whole, they'd pop up every now and again and they'd start screaming. And they always, they had good drops too. Like they had yeah. good things to get. There was like really weird blue plate belt on one of them, I remember. It had like they the had the cards. Uh, Apple Cider Mage just popped up in chat and said that's where you, the only place you could reliably get all of the old Elementals deck cards for the dark moon fair yeah She's right that's that that's that was part of it it all came out around that same time period i remember that yeah so that's, oh, like, that's like you know take I the totally events idea forgot about those guys <laughs> take the events idea that they've been doing in zones like you know um all of them really like there's you know weird caravans you stumble across or this monster's just here make those guys come back Make it something where you can, you know, something happens in a zone repeatedly so you can go attack it, you know, just something. You know, the, the game really does need a lot more stuff like that. But all right, now we'll move on to the the first email from Dale. Uh, do you guys think that key lore figures are devalued by LFR? Personally, I find it hard to take them seriously in quests and so forth if I know I'll be able to kill them with 24 other people whom I don't know with my eyes closed. From Dale. Um... Were they devalued by n- never seeing them? I mean, I, it's, you know, yeah. action. I honestly, um, I don't think that lore figures are devalued by LFR. I think LFR is really kind of useful for seeing that content that people might have missed out on. There's, I mean, like, Burning Crusade. My guild never finished Sunwell in Burning Crusade, so we didn't see that whole event with Killed Jaden at the end. We didn't see that whole Sunwell thing. We just missed that particular part of the story, and it was an important part of the story. It was like the resolution of everything, but it was at the end of this raid zone that not everybody got to see. LFR kind of opens up the opportunity to see that stuff, even if you're not a hardcore raider, even if that's all you have time for is just to queue up and do LFR. I don't Let me put it this way, though. I mean, I, to, to kind of go along with the same idea that, that Anne's expressing, if you're talking about devaluing something by being an LFR, let's look at a boss who wasn't in an LFR because LFR didn't exist. Look at Arthas. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say that they felt like Arthas was underexposed. And yet yeah. he wasn't in LFR. He was and all over the place, though. A lot of people didn't even get to raid him. But they saw him constantly. Having hit, having a boss be accessible, it, it really comes down to how are they accessible? What do they do when they're accessible? Uh, for Arthas, I think the biggest problem Arthas had wasn't even that he was accessible. It wasn't that we saw him. It wasn't even that we saw him a lot. It was that every time we saw him, except for one time, every time we saw him, he basically just kind of went like, you know, I'm twirling my mustache and being evil at you, and now I must <laughs> away. You I'm going to make the floor disappear, and then I'm out. The only... <laughs> I don't know if it was Drakthar Keep or Gundrak. I think it was Drakthar Keep. Drakthar Keep is the one time he made an appearance, and it was like, whoa. Actually, the Valkyr? No, uh, 
at the very end when you've just gone through and you've stopped uh, the big snake boss. Oh, Drak Theron Keep, yeah. It yeah. was the continuation of that whole zone quest from Zoldrak. Yeah. And you get there. Well, and- not from Zoldrak. It was like you did you did the end of Drak Theron Keep and then it kind of led into what you saw yeah. in Zoldrak. Yeah. yeah it, it was the continuation of the troll stuff from uh, Grizzly Hills. Grizzly Hills, yeah. And it, basically you get through this thing, you're, you're helping this guy out. I can never remember his name. Drakuru, I think his name was. Drakuru, I think, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. You're, you're doing that quest and you get through it and you're like, he's like, yeah, we've successfully stopped all these, you know, these monsters in, in Drak Theron. And you, it doesn't even occur to you at first that you basically killed your way through all the living trolls. Yeah. To get to the top. Until he goes, and now, boom, summons the Lich King. And the Lich King's like, very good, you killed all the trolls, and now we rule Drek Theron. <laughs> and then you're just kind of like, whoa, what the heck just happened here? And yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was fun. That was an easily accessible five-man dungeon bit of lore that was great. And, and had we not seen Arthas so much, um, had he not, you know... I'll say this, here's an example of another one. Like from When we saw him in Trial of the Crusader at the end, yeah. I... I'm like, what? Why are he just walks here? in. He just walks right in. <laughs> they couldn't have just had Nubarak burrow up through the floor and knock us all in and that like, way. Grab us and drag yeah. us down. That would have been pretty cool. You gonna I, have Arthas show up and blow up the floor? The other Arthas moment stuff that I liked was the the quest chain that played out with the creepy ghost kid. Yeah. In, in yeah. Ice Crown, that That's was a good one. Yeah. That was beautifully done. But there were there were several points though where he just sort of popped up and he's like. He said a few choice lines and then he was out. He just peace. See yeah. you later. <laughs> for, for me, I mean, you know, his appearance at the Wrathgate's good. His yeah. appearance in Howling Fjord, which you only get to see if you're like if you play kind of recklessly, that was good. Um, I actually really liked Howling for, Howling Fjord for him. But it's just it's a it's a case of even it's not even so much the appearances he makes as the overall. Okay, here he is again, and he still isn't going to kill us. And he and still he isn't actually... going to kill us. We defeat him at some points throughout that too, in like ridiculously stupid, simple ways. Like until you get to the fight, and he was like, "Haha, I planned to lose all those times all along." Well, I don't know. We didn't actually fight him that I can think of at we all. We didn't really like, fight him. I think don't we send him running at least twice? I know there's one specifically where he gets here and like cuts yeah. his heart in half or something. Yeah, that, that that's actually a great quest line, though. Oh, that quest yeah. was fantastic. It's just, it kind of. Um, it kind of seems silly after point is all, yeah. but uh, the, the core of the question: Do I think lore figures are devalued by LFR? Um, for me, if I couldn't see those bosses in LFR, they don't hold any value whatsoever because I won't see them otherwise. I think what to me, and it's not a, that a figure is devalued. I think that lore moments like that are devalued if you cut them off. From the community, like Chogal, you never find out what happens to Chogal unless you raid Mythic High Mall. That's the only place you're going to see it, and, and that's kind of that dumb. Had zero value for me because I yeah, didn't see it and I won't see it. And it, and it's just it's it's to me that's kind of dumb doing it that way, especially when it's a character like Chogal, where you you know you encountered him quested, you encountered him within the like, first five minutes on Dranor. You should know what happens to him. That should be something that's accessible for everybody. That shouldn't be some strange special event only for the people that choose yeah. to, you know. I'm not, as, I'm not as opposed to them having specific weird stuff that's just in Mythic as, as Anne is, but I, I accept her point. Like, I think it's a valid point. 
that when you when you come up with like major lore stuff, because the thing is, is Cho'Gall, he's not just that you see him when you first get to to, to Draenor either. Cho'Gall is a huge part of Nagrand. And yeah. Everything that happens in the Grand Questing, like he's one of the biggest parts of it, and you set that up, and you it leads and, into yeah, it directly leads into Highmall. Yeah. So, so you should see the resolution of that. The fact that you don't get to see that resolution unless you're a mythic raider, to me, that's silly. Yeah, I, I and it's weird because I accepted it a lot more for Ragnaros. Like the heroic Ragnaros fight was different than the normal her- Ragnaros fight, and I accepted it more then. Yeah. Because you still got to fight Ragnaros, and he still went down. But and the ending, still, yeah, the ending was different. I mean, you know, the, everybody shows up and is like, "No, you will not submerge." And you know, they. And I like, was okay with it with like Garrosh too. I was okay with the fact that there was like an extra chunk that you saw of that whole Garrosh encounter that took yeah. place on Mythic difficulty, heroic difficulty, whatever you wanted to call it at the time. It'd be Mythic now. Yeah. Um, I was okay with that, too, because it still had the same... Both of them still had the same end result. The boss was defeated. Yeah, you didn't really... No. It, you didn't even really miss out any lore. You just missed out getting to see Garrosh go nuts. And, yeah. like, his future, what he would do, you know, that's... But with with the Cho'Gall thing, it's different. It's like... It's like they took the Sinestra fight and just stuck it into another fight. It's like if at the end of Cho'Gall, he just phased into the Sinestra fight instead of having the Sinestra fight be a separate myth heroic only boss. A separate they took, encounter, yeah. Yeah, they they took the mythic fight uh, like mythic Cho'Gall, who would have been at the end of Heimwall, and just jammed him on to the end of Imperator the Imperator fight on, on Mythic. I didn't really have so much of a problem with Sinestra either. Yeah, because with Sinestra it was specifically hard mode only and, and it was something that wasn't really like it wasn't part of the leveling experience. No, I mean a little bit, tiny bit, but not much. A little bit, but not yeah. not entirely. I mean, it bothered me just because Kalestras dies in it. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I really kind of would have liked to have seen Kalestras die, but then yeah. we went and did it, so I didn't care that much. But yeah. if I hadn't gotten to do it, I would have. So yeah, the Chukal thing really bothered me because on other difficulties, you can see him in there. You see Chukal is in the zone. Yeah, he's like there laughing just, at you. He pops out. In. Yeah, and then. They don't tell you why he's there unless you're well, on Mythic. It's even weird. It's the worst part is that if you're, doing, if you're doing it on Lafar, Cho'Gall is still the guy that moves you past the first fight. He still attacks. All those things that are attacking the ogres, the, the pale orcs and all the vortices and stuff, that's Cho'Gall. Cho'Gall summons the pale. Like he yeah. shows up after the Kargath encounter. He shows up yeah. and he cackles and whatever. And then you don't see him again. And I just, I think that's really kind of silly. So, as we're someone who had into the ground. Yeah, you know? As someone who hadn't done it on Mythic, I assumed Cho'Gall was still alive and was wondering where the resolution would come until somebody who had done it on Mythic said, oh, I killed him. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's strange to me that that is. But yeah, so yeah. I think basically our response is our response is no, it doesn't devalue them. Okay. So also, if you're doing LFR with your eyes closed, you're the kind of person I don't like to do LFR with. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, a lot Let's of people do that. I've, I've noticed a lot of people t- talk about how easy LFR is. Then we get in there and LFR they wipe a couple of times. Yeah, that always bothers me. It's like, yeah. man, if it's so bloody easy, then why don't you just pull through it so I can get my weekly reward and be done with this place? I'm trying <laughs> to grind me some like elemental runes here. All right, next one is from Deathbite, a gnome warrior of Zangarmash, and this is ones for Anne, really. Okay. Uh, 
Fact, Chris Pratt has a raptor army in the new Jurassic World movie trailer. Fact, Ronan has a raptor army as well in one of the books. Uh, do you think Ronan didn't die in the bombing of Thermor and got teleported, mana, arcane, magic, mobile, mumbo-jumbo, to the place of Jurassic World takes place in? I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know the location. And decided to get a new name and look like Chris Pratt and thought to himself, well, I did this once, so I could do it again. And this place doesn't have me, doesn't have me sending some you know code to the Titans every ten minutes. I think this is highly plausible and would like the opinion of the, of the terrible trio of the Theory Tribe. Uh, Deathbite. So, and you read that do you think that's what's going on <laughs> why did you even include this email no <laughs> ronan's gone dead uh, dust <laughs> here's, no, here's why i included the email i think this guy got it wrong ronan didn't become the character in jurassic world ronan is chris pratt no chris pratt has red hair much like ronan ronan red hair Pratt doesn't have red hair kind of does he's not he's not ronan's like a ginger man and I and I say this as one, <laughs> like very very red hair. Chris Pratt does not have the very very red hair. I'm sorry. Eh, no, he just, always uh, he just no. died. No, I'm going with Chris Pratt as Ronan. And he, this entire thing in the movie is just a reference. It's a tip of his hat to his old fans. The other day, <laughs> I watched an episode of Justice League Unlimited, wherein a wizard had a dinosaur army. Yeah, wizards, so. wizards, dinosaur armies. It's a thing, people. Apparently, yeah, this is actually a thing that occurs. This is not I mean, just a... If you were a wizard, you'd have a dinosaur army. Come on! That's Why the first you? thought that I would have if I could control, magically control all kinds of things, is, yep, I need myself a dinosaur army like yesterday. Like nobody's business. Yep. Oh, yeah. So Deathbite, uh, Anne doesn't think that that's the case. Sorry. But I like your name. It's a good name for a gnome. Yes. Uh, next one is from Pained. Uh, two eyes, so not the character who died in Theramore, unfortunately, or fortunately. You know, Why does it always know. come back to people dying in Theramore? That seems to be the theme this week. Because they killed everyone in Theramore. <laughs> like, 95% of the Alliance population was in Theramore. <laughs> Ooh, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm going to skip this one in case, because Anne had said something about maybe doing a KYL. We can come back to it if we run out of emails. Sure, why yeah. not? We can come back to it. I I am addressing this in, in, in Know Your Lore this week. That's... The next one, this one's another one for Anne. Where is Rathion? Does it seem strange that we haven't seen him at all so far since this expansion started because of his actions? Do you think we'll see him on a breadcrumb of him before the, you know, the expansion is over? Uh, Tear Guard from Ysera. Man? Yes, we will. I'm sure we will. Well, okay, I'm not... Don't count me as 100% certain because I'm not like psychic or whatever, but I do think that Rathion is far more involved in stuff than we're giving him credit for. I wrote about that in last week's Know Your Lore, so if you haven't read that, you might want to check out Friday's column. Um, but I, I think that it's likely we're going to see him again. It would be weird if we didn't. I don't think Alex has an opinion. Um, I kind of do, but it's just me being grumpy again. Sure. <laughs> Um, I would really like to see Rathion gone, but it, it, it's kind of Blizzard's thing where they they give a, a, a lore character, like the story arc, and it heats up, and it, it kind of hit its peak, and you're like, awesome, I want to see more of this character, I want to see where it goes next, and they go, yeah, uh, we're going to give this character a break for a while, we'll come back to that story in about four years, and you're like, ugh, and they start all over again with somebody else. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Rathion for, I don't know, another two or three years, who knows. 
Yeah, the only reason I think that Ian's more likely to be right than you is because they were working the Legion pretty hard with Rathion. Yeah. yeah. And they're working the Legion really hard right about now. There, so, there's a hook between the two. And I mean, I, like I said, I talked about it in Know Your Lore last week. I, I think that he's probably more involved than we realize. And I think he's going to show up at some point. I don't know if it's going to be before the expansion is over with, but we will see him again. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're going to see Rathian. I mean, they dropped a hint in uh, Spires of Iraq mm-hmm. that seems indi- in, to indicate that Rathion is up to things. He has machinations. So I definitely think we're going to see him again. That is my opinion. Okay. Alrighty. Next email is from Goat King. Uh, I, I don't. Okay. At least I know how to pronounce that. King of the goats. Goat yes. King. Lord of goats. Right now, munching away contentedly on a tin can while his subjects all fawn around him. They don't actually eat tin cans. I've seen them do it. And do they? They. I don't, they, all they I don't know like is my them. Sister has like my sister yeah. has like thirty some odd goats now, and I don't think any of them eat cans. Well, they probably don't because your sister probably gives them, like, actual food. The yeah. thing about goats is they will scavenge through garbage piles, and they will, like... They're not literally eating the tin, but they will, like, basically crush the thing to get food out of it. Okay. Yeah, they'll... they'll we bear. should probably go on to the email instead of talking about No, goats. no, let's keep talking about goats. It's, it's, <laughs> people don't want to hear about Blizzard games. They want to hear about goats. I can tell the story um, goats. I'm happy sure. to announce our new spinoff website, Goat Watch. Goat King. Goat Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the first is his email. Enjoy the show. I tried Heroes of the Storm on launch day. How prohibitive is the free-to-play route towards obtaining heroes? Got up to level 5 with AI gains, and it doesn't seem like coins are that easy to get outside of level milestones. Uh, also, any speculation on why the main hero for Legacy of the Void got changed to Artanas over Zeratul? D- do the Protoss not like him anymore? Keep up the good work, Goat King. Um, I think that the story of Legacy of the Void does heavily involve Zeratul, but the main reason it's Artanis is basically because Artanis is the one leading the original invasion. That's the yeah. start of the thing. So that that one's easier to answer. It's just it's basically just Artanis is the character who's out there doing stuff, whereas Zeratul's the one who's Zeratul's the one who's been in the background being mysterious, like he's been forever. Like Zeratul, could, does it like is it going to kill you to just straight up tell me what's going on? <laughs> yes, it will. If you, if 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 the main hero were Zeratul, you would spend the entire game. I don't know in a cave somewhere. Being so very cool. very mysterious. Being very mysterious, it Although, wouldn't be a very exciting game. <laughs> I would I'd pay so much money for Blizzard to do an Arkham Asylum tile type game with like Zeratul as the Batman figure. Oh jeez, Zeratul sneaking around, Zeratul killing people. Actually, it would be it would be StarCraft Ghost. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to bring up bad memories. You know, Nova's, Nova's been in a lot of games for someone who's never actually been in her own game, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she's been in StarCraft Two, and now she's been in uh, she's Heroes been in Heroes of the Storm, Storm. original for, member of the Heroes of the Storm team. Yeah. As for the how prohibitive it is, I think it if you're just doing AI games, you're not going to get that many coins. I think it's designed you want to actually play people you yeah know, you, um the ai games don't give the best rewards i think you can complete most quests in ai and you can get the rewards from those but otherwise if you're just grinding out coins they really want you to be doing uh pvp not versus bots which um i understand it um, i'm not a fan of it i quite like playing ai just because it's more chill but i get why they want to do that they want it to be a competitive game 
Yeah, it's it's much it's much more of a Dota style of, game. Yeah, the purpose of the game is the whole player versus player element. Yeah. You know, they've made it so that you don't have to, but that's what you should be doing. Um, can you get to level twenty just doing the AI if you just want the pet, like the Warcraft pet? Yeah. yeah. You can level an AI, and you can get the gold you need to obtain stuff for free through playing AI games, but it's going to be a lot a slower. Lot yeah. yeah, it's it's going to take a little while. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, but, it, it is. It, it comes down to: Do you want to do this? And anything like how casual do you want to be about the time you invest in this game? Because it's yeah. playing AI. Will you know? I've played. I have only played AI because I went into one match in, in Heroes of Storm and realized I am the worst person in the world to be playing this game with other people. <laughs> I am hurting. I am hurting these people's chances of victory. So, yeah. and and note that most of your gold, if you go the free route, will be through the daily quests. So the speed at which you can get stuff for free might be counted in days, as opposed to just sitting down and grinding it out. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get it. Yeah. So, um. Okay. Next email is. Hmm, we're probably going to end up having to go back to that one. So anyway. Okay. This one is from Celeste. We also haven't talked about the news either, so. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh-huh. Listen to the podcast, episode seventeen. I enjoyed hearing about Diablo books and the conversation about author Richard Nock. I had no idea he used to write for Dragonlance. Imagine my surprise! But you know, pulled some of my Dragonlance books and realizing one of my favorite Dragonlance short stories was written by him. Wayward children. I am stalled in WoW and have been dabbling in the Heroes of the Storm and Diablo. I will look up the Diablo Sin Wars books for sure. Uh, thanks for now being a Blizzard site now as I move away from WoW to venture into other games. Question, I'm trying to play Kerrigan in Heroes of the Storm, and I don't know any StarCraft story. Uh, what recommended StarCraft books uh, if I started with one? I would love a Heroes of the Storm guide uh, to list of recommended stories or links to explain each hero's backstory. Thanks, uh, Celeste. I, I gotta say, at least the Heroes of the Storm guide idea, I, I kind of like the idea of doing like quick lore things for all these characters. We tried to do that this week. Um, we did a Know Your Lore on Magni, but that was for Hearthstone because um, Magni got a new Hearthstone skin. So we did a hard one for Hearthstone, but that's definitely not a bad idea. Um, there's a lot of guys and characters in Heroes of the Storm. Some of them are pretty easy, like the Lost Vikings. You don't need to really know much about those guys. No. They're Vikings. They're lost. I mean, they do oh, have such more a of a fun game. Yeah, <laughs> they do have more, much more of a backstory, but you don't need it to play them. Um, when they eventually do bring Blackthorn in, though, we're, oh. yeah, we're doing a Blackthorn War thing. That'll, that'll gotta play. absolutely have to. <laughs> and, and when they eventually do the Death and Return of Superman, because that's totally a Blizzard game, and Superman shows up and here's the storm, I'm gonna be so happy. <laughs> I kind of doubt they'll be allowed to do that. I know, but it was um, a Blizzard game. <laughs> yeah, for for a Kerrigan story, I don't recommend books i remember i recommend just playing the original starcraft games and the expansion brood war i mean there are books with kerrigan in it but they're more like young kerrigan backstory if i recall but the 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 arc of her becoming the kerrigan you see in heroes of the storm that's all in the games and i think it's actually told really well and if rts games aren't your thing like you have no idea how to play they have cheat codes you can turn on god mode or you can just, you know, for that matter, they, most of the videos are available through, like, YouTube or whatever. Yeah, I don't even you know just, if you can buy the original StarCraft anymore. I'm sure you can. Probably, probably like, five or ten bucks. I mean, for, you know, it, it, not for Kerrigan, although to a degree she gets mentioned in it. But if you were going to be, like, if you were going to play Nova, they, they have two novels about her. Uh, there's Nova, StarCraft Ghost, Nova, and then there's StarCraft Ghost, Spectres, and... 
the and then there's Ghost Academy. Yeah, so there's there are quite there. There's actually a decent amount of StarCraft novels. I haven't read all of them. There's a ton of StarCraft yeah. novels out there, and if you're just looking for stuff surrounding StarCraft Two, there's um, Heaven's Devils, Devils Do, Flashpoint. I think War Stories. I know that the the books, the first books that came out, the first novels that came out, you can buy them in an archive, and I think it's like for the first four or five books. Yeah, it seems to be Uprising, Liberty's Crusade, uh, Shadow of the Zelnaga, and Speed of Darkness are in the archive. Right, and one of them is written by Mickey Nielsen, who wrote the Unbroken short story, and he also he's done a lot of work for Blizzard, um, yeah. and he's really good. And then one of the other books was written by Jeff Grubb, who I he wrote um, the oh Last Guardian. Yeah, Last Guardian. He wrote Last Guardian, which is pretty much my favorite Warcraft novel. One you know, of my one favorite of, Warcraft one novels. Of the, also, one of these sort of books is written by Tracy Hickman. Oh, jeez, yeah. As in Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss of the Dragonlance novels, the yeah, original I, Dragonlance novels. So. I forgot that Hickman was in there, too. But, yeah, there are a ton of novels out there. And then there's a bunch of um, short stories. There's uh, comics. Yeah. There was a comic series that came out. There were uh, short comic, stories like... There? Huh? Wasn't there a webcomic of some kind? Yeah, Kerrigan, Hope and Vengeance. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, hey, if you one, want to know about Kerrigan, that, that one came out. You. That one came out like a couple of years ago. Before. Right before. Um, Seems to be hard Heart of the Swarm, Swarm came out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's actually quite a lot of material on StarCraft. Um, there's a lot of novels out there. There's a lot of short stories out there. Some of the short stories are just web stories, so they're free. Um, and there's a ton of those. I would recommend reading those too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but as far as like, you know, I'm sure like we're thinking about ways to talk about the lore of various characters. I, I do, I try and do a Diablo KYL every so often just because I really like the Diablo lore. So if you're interested in any Diablo characters, I know we'll cover them eventually. Yeah. There's a lot of characters in Heroes of Storm that we, we will probably end up covering just because we cover lore figures. So, I mean... Eventually, we're going to have to like go back and you know do a thrall one because you know, gonna gonna have to explain who thrall is. Dude's dude's pretty important. So. Yeah, I'm looking on the website right now, the StarCraft Two website, and there's like one, two, three, four. I there's there's a ton there's a ton of short stories for StarCraft on here, and, and um, a lot of them are the people who have done the work for like the various Warcraft short stories that are out there. It's the same kind of author pool. So, I mean, they're really well written. In the StarCraft anthology, the original games, um, the, the base game plus the expansion, is on uh, the Battle.net shop for 15 bucks. Okay, cool. And if Kerrigan is who you're interested in, you're going to get all the Kerrigan you want in those games. Yeah. Alrighty then. Let's talk about the news then, since we do have news to talk about. Okay. Um, first up, I guess, I mean, Heroes of the Storm launched. That's that's yes. a big that's a big thing. Yep, it's it's uh, official now, and, and it was pretty much what I expected it would be. They flipped a switch. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's kind of like how Hearthstone was too. Hearthstone yeah. was the same way. I didn't even know Hearthstone was live. Oh, they like, just I, they they literally they just flipped a switch and said, "Yep, yeah. we're live." So that I don't that I don't think they even hyped the Hearthstone release date like they did, like tried to do Heroes of the Storm. Like Heroes of the Storm had a huge launch event, and if I remember right, with Hearthstone, they're just like. Okay, uh, the game's live tomorrow. Have fun, guys. Yeah. Like, okay. 
because everybody I knew was already playing Hearthstone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so by the time they got to the open like beta, by yeah. the time they got to the open beta and everything, everybody was already ridiculously addicted to it, and it was being streamed all over the place. So all it was yeah. was them just saying, "Okay, it's official now. We're really live." <laughs> but yeah, so Heroes launched. There was a ton of there a ton of hype, as Alex pointed out. People were streaming. People were having fun. Uh, I tried playing it and once again realized I am terrible and no one should play with me. So I, I'm going to be the guy who grinds out to 20 on an AI because I'm, I'm not I'm not willing to foist myself off on people. Especially not since my favorite character to play is still Tyrael. Yeah. And Tyrael's tricky. Yeah. Tyrael's not easy to play and I am terrible. So I'm not doing that to people. I, I felt so bad for the group I was in. I apologized to them so profusely. Like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm awful. They had some cool stuff that they announced over the weekend, though. Do tell. You guys, you guys did see that, right? See what? Tell the people listening. Well, they had their launch event thing, and then they announced, like, new heroes that they were coming out with, I think. There was a new map that they mentioned, correct? Uh, Diablo-themed map, Heaven versus Hell. Yeah, and then, um, was it... Who was it? They announced like a new hero that was going to be coming out too, didn't they? I um, I let some of our other people cover this event, but as I recall, they generally uh, said they were focusing on the Diablo franchise for a while. So the next cluster of heroes are all going to be from Diablo. And right, Diablo the Butcher's yeah. coming out. The Butcher, butcher coming out. And then... How could I forget the Butcher? That was the only... I played first Diablo as a small child on the PlayStation. Yeah. I had no idea how to play Diablo. I got as far as the Butcher and no farther. <laughs> well, they're doing the Butcher and then there was also, I, they kind of hinted that King, King Leoric was going to come in, the Skeleton King. He yep. was going to mm-hmm. be in there. Um, it looked like from the promo art stuff that, that there was probably going to be some new skins. There looked like there was an Amazon Nova skin. Yeah, and I think that like- one was previously announced or maybe data mined yeah, yeah maybe data mined and then the i think update, the update's that... being called uh, eternal conflict and the yeah. map is called battle of eternity yeah and it's so. it's this gorgeous map though did you guys see the map it's like gorgeous because yeah. it's like yeah. the heaven and the burning hell and oh it looks beautiful like the art design on that particular map i'm just sitting here going ooh, i want to play that just to look at it <laughs> Yeah, um, I really want more of the angels added into the game just because I really like their aesthetic. I love how the angels look in Diablo. I find the angelic Diablo thing kind of weird. Well, it's just a skin. Yeah, but it's just weird to imagine it. Angelic Diablo. Diablo. Yeah, it's like, angelic Diablo, you're not fooling anyone, man. No, I'm an (laughs) angel, really. I'm so angelic. I want to tell you right now, I want Imperius. Imperius would be awesome. Yeah, I'd want Imperius and his spear. I want, uh, I'd also like Malthiel, actually, as playable. I, what's, I think, uh, what's the lady angel? Oriel? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. I'd like to see her. I'd like to see, um, Malthiel, yes. We already have Tyrael. Um, they could, they could introduce, like, almost all of them, and I'd be cool with it. And there's a bunch of the demons that they could introduce that I would be really happy with, too. Um, I think they kind of introduced the most visually interesting one. Yeah. When they put in Asmodel. Yeah. Asmodan. Asmodan, sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of the Gul'dan skin that they had for him. That's, <laughs> that's, that's messed up. Which was pretty entertaining. I'm sorry. But, like, they have, uh, they, they, I think they're just focusing on Diablo for a little while here, right? It seems to be, yeah, for this update is going to be, uh, 
Diablo focused because it's the internal conflict one and they're gonna have all that stuff. And yes, it was Oreo. I think I, I think up. that's an interesting way to do it, just focusing on one IP. I don't know if I like it or dislike it. I just think it's interesting. It depends on how fast they can put out the updates. It's you like, know, if, they go ring around can, the rosy with it. Yeah. They they did a lot of Warcraft people already. Like they don't yeah. need any more Warcraft for a while. So yeah. I'm perfectly fine with them focusing on other franchises. Diablo's one of those ones where it's like you had the few really big names, but you didn't really have a ton of them. I expect that when Overwatch comes out, we will see Overwatch heroes and Heroes of the Storm. Absolutely. I guess, I guess the only reason it's weird to me is because Diablo is the, the one Blizzard franchise I never really got into. So they go, yeah, we're focusing on Diablo. I'm just like, all right, you do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for me, I actually, honestly, I've, I've really enjoyed my time playing Diablo 3. So, and I liked Diablo, the original Diablo, quite a bit. I played it on the PlayStation 2, but I got further than the Butcher. I I think I got like I was just at a level where you're actually in hell, but I didn't get to Diablo mm-hmm. because I was done house sitting, and the house I was house sitting for had the game, but I didn't I have honestly, it. Honestly, I honestly don't remember how far I got because I was playing with my roommates at the time. We had like a land setup, so we were just playing and murdering things, and I wasn't even really paying attention to the story. I was just enjoying clicking things yeah. with my friends. That that was the extent of that <laughs> the only thing i remember from the first diablo is the butcher going ah oh, fresh meat he still does that we did yeah we did we did play the butcher yeah, i remember that <laughs> that's as far as i got so i know nothing beyond ah oh, fresh meat okay so oh, next up we should probably mention this uh the Blizzard Q&A for World of Warcraft that the Anheuser Coastus was going to do on the 6th was pushed back to the 13th. This so weekend. So that's now. this weekend. I don't know why it was pushed back. I have because no idea. Because they were doing the Heroes of the Storm launch stuff with all the Diablo oh, stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, probably a studio it. conflict or something like that. But yeah, that'll yeah. be this weekend that's coming. Uh, I won't be around for it because I'm going on my my anniversary. My anniversary is actually a little later, but we're doing it this weekend because it's when everybody can get off. So, yeah, I won't be around for that, and I'm sad. But you guys can go ask good questions, and please, God, they I don't... Are, yeah. They are still taking questions because it has been pushed back, so you can still submit questions for the Q&A if you have if you, it. Yeah. If you do, please. I mean, I, I know people are going to ask about flying, and I'm totally cool with people asking about flying, but please ask about other stuff too. Please, please don't <laughs> just ask about flying. I don't want an entire Q A Q and A that's like seventeen different versions of the question about flying. And honestly, they did say that this Q and A was going to be focusing more on patch six point two. So if you have any patch six point two specific questions, Very that would be a good place them. to that would be a good place to ask it. Okay, that would be good. Uh, and you know, last thing that we have to mention. Uh, was the fact that they have the new Magni skin for for Hearthstone, the new alternate warrior deck. Instead of Garrosh, you can have Magni, and they've talked about... They had said that they're thinking about doing others, but they hadn't actually announced any. Am I correct when I say this? Yeah, yeah. they said that they're planning on doing others. It's just Magni's the only one that they have ready. And it, uh, I kind of thought it was interesting that the Magni, the Magni skin... It doesn't have a new hero power, which is fine by me, because you want it to be optional. But it's ten bucks. That kind of... Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I I'm mean... Not a, I'm not a big Hearthstone player, but it, for an entirely cosmetic update, it, it seems like 10 bucks is a bit much. 
Yeah. Didn't we have this conversation last week about the price of Heroes of the Storm microtransactions? Like, Blizzard microtransactions are always, like, a step more expensive. Kind of, yeah. I think we did talk about it a little bit last week. Maybe it was through the live stream. I don't remember, but yeah. Oh, no, it was the live stream. We were talking live stream. Yeah, they're always a little more expensive than you think they should be. It, yeah, in, this, in this particular case, I just I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people are going to want when the when the various the ones that I'm really thinking about are the warlock one in particular uh, and this warrior one and frankly anything else with an orc. Uh, a lot of people are going to want to switch to an alliancey hero, and I wonder if they'll do the same for for like characters like Uther and Jaina. Like, will we get an, an like you know, is there a horde paladin they're going to slot in for uh, Uther? Put Kalthos in for yeah. for a mage, maybe. Yeah. And then like um, Uther, the paladin, maybe they'll put Mira- No. Desco. Uh, Desco. Desco or a pony. Desco or a pony are the best ones, I think. Desco would be or Lady Liadrin. Um, Liadrin will probably. Well, yeah, they could they could do either does. I'd be cool with Liadrin. That'd be neat. Well, she's the first like, Lord Paladin, period. Like, she's yeah. the first one, so. And then for, uh, for like, Rogue right now, it's Valera. Yeah. And it could I don't be... even know what faction Valera is supposed to be. Well, that's the fun part, because, like, she's a blood elf, obviously, but in the comic series, she was very much allied with the Alliance. Like, she hung out with Varian and in Battle for the Undercity. Um, back when that was still on live servers, she showed up at Valero. the beginning of the Alliance version of Battle for the Undercity. I don't know if she still is, but for a while she was actually in Stormwind in game. Yeah, no, she's not. yeah, she was at the beginning of Wrath, and then yeah, she's not now. She yeah. went away, but yeah, um, they, I, I, there, there's a ton of other rogues that they could be using. I mean, come on, you know, obviously, I would, I would expect, you know, for Alliance, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be the guy from SI Seven. Matthew Shaw. Yeah, it's got to be Matthew yeah. Shaw. Or, or, or any of the Van Cleefs. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, the Edwin's thing is, the Van Cleefs have cards. They're on cards yeah. already, so it would be... I, I don't know if they'd put, him in, put any of them in as a hero, but any of the SI7 people would work for... Rel, yeah, Rel, you know, Rel could be there. Uh, Amber Key. Although, is Amber supposed to be a hunter? She has a gun, so she's probably supposed to be a hunter. Yeah, Amber. Um... I don't I, think I, the SI7 people really adhere to anything because they're, you have, the Draenei like stabs a, people to heal them? It's like a special ops yeah. group, but there's a bunch of them that are rogues. Like, that, Mishko that wears, like, glasses and is dressed Bottles. up as a rogue, but she's a field surgeon. and SI7 is exempt from your class restrictions. Yeah. I'm just thinking about putting them on cards, Alex. I'm not thinking yeah. about actually holding them up. I, I, would enjoy, I would enjoy Matthew Shaw. I would. Yeah. I think that would and be. Good. I think you know, for, for Horde, I mean, the obvious choice would be Garona, but you know, there's, there's lots of other ones. Yeah, I just yeah. there's a bunch of there's a bunch of alternates that they could do. I just think ten dollars is a little too much to pay for yeah. something that's just basically a cosmetic upgrade. I mean, I agree, but we're also playing World of Warcraft where you pay twenty five dollars for a horse that sparkles differently. That's true. <laughs> I have never actually bought a mount. I've bought a lot of I know you have. Pets, and part of it is I, because well, no, I think I, they're pretty, and part of it is because, oh, I need to cover that one for the website. <laughs> I, I've, bought mounts for, I've bought mounts for my wife. Like, I've bought ones and gifted them to her. Yeah. But I've never actually bought one and kept it. 
just because of that. Would I don't know why. For some reason, my brain is like okay with spending twenty five bucks on a gift, but not okay. I'm buying myself something for twenty five bucks. I don't know. Why I'm the same happened. way. But, uh, okay, I guess that basically wraps it up, which means yep. that Anne gets to keep her Know Your Lore con- you know, t- for the week, and we'll all be like, ooh, what's it going to be? Um, I could say right now. No, I, we know what it's going to be. I just meant the meat no, of meant, the article. I, I could say right now so that the people listening to the podcast know what's coming up. Okay, I think do- we should not do that because we're about to end the show. Oh. Because we're done. Well, no, I was just going to like spit it out real quick. It's about oh. the Burning Legion. Yeah. We're done. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, if you have an email, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. And um, if you want to support us on Patreon, Alex will now explain how to do that. Alex. Patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Um, everything we do, podcasts, articles, all that, is supported by the community. So if you're interested in supporting our site, patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Give as much as you'd like. Um, if you want to ask questions for the podcast on Patreon, you can just post it right on our Patreon page after you've become a supporter. And I will, if it's something that seems like we can answer, then we'll pull it for the podcast. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for you know listening. And of course, thanks to both Alex and Anne for being on the show as always. And thanks for Adam for being behind the scenes, the looming presence that you know we all know is there. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, thank you very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.